I don't want to alarm anyone out there, but I am on fire. Uh, it's one of the hottest runs I've ever had betting football. I have just been on a tear uh, since week seven when it finished up. I was writing suicide notes. Now I'm writing checks to myself just labeled cash. It is an unbelievable turnaround in the cash game. Not reflecting so well in the contest, but we did have a winning week. By the way, this is the Sharp Square Podcast. Hindsight 2020. This one for Monday post-week 11. And I do it every Monday. We 15 minutes, burn through the five contest picks, maybe throw in a couple other games there. Uh, So let's get right to it. Only the second time this year, uh, down year for me and Mike here in the contest, but but good, good here that both of our ultimate decisions, which are our top picks of the week, both found a way home. I know Mike had played cash on the Bengals. This is one of my favorite things about playing in these contests as a team. Uh, I was looking at a lot of games this week. This one wasn't on my radar at all. Frankly, my number said there was a little bit of value towards the Raiders, but I just didn't have a good feel for it. But I felt confident with Mike's confidence, because you've got to recognize this as a better. There's no way you're going to have a great feel for the entire league. 32 teams. You can have a feel for the whole league, but there are going to be certain teams that you deal with better. You can pick the spots, their up spots, their down spots. Uh, the good matchups for them. And Mike has a good eye for the Cincinnati Bungles. I was all about it with him. It was it was one of the non-sweat games of the day. It was a good handicap. It came to fruition. Didn't really have to worry too much about this one. And we'll absolutely take it. It was a great pick for Mike. I'm glad he made a little cash on it as well. Uh, Houston Texans. Boy, I have been playing the Texans all year long. I've had some good runs with them, but I got to say I've also had a lot of ugly losses with Houston. I went for it on this one. I took the rubber band off the old money roll Uh, as some might say, and I really went for it in this game, just like I said I would on Thursday's podcast. If you're not listening to Thursday's podcast right now, you're leaving free money out there. It's just sitting out there in the podcast world, just floating around the airwaves, just waiting for people to cash on it. I don't go on runs like this often. Usually I'd recommend people fade me, but I said on Thursday, I loved the spot for the Texans here, coming off the bye, 
Everyone is selling their Tyrod Taylor stock. And look, did he light up the scoreboard yesterday? Was he winning you your fantasy league? No. But he was the ultimate field general. You could tell that Houston had a captain on that offense that they wanted to play behind. And I've been talking for weeks about Tennessee. Talk about a team I've gauged well. I was on Tennessee before it was cool. I picked them about a month ago to upset Buffalo. It was a big, big pick of mine, and I followed it up the next week with the Kansas City game. Then all of a sudden, after those games, everyone's on the Titans. Well, their numbers have gotten a little inflated, and Tennessee looked fatigued to me in that New Orleans game. And now... One of the things about hindsight is just getting home on a game isn't enough. You want to know if it was your handicap, your narrative that played into it. You look at the stat sheet yesterday. Tennessee wasn't bad, but they had five turnovers. This is a well-coached team with a good and capable quarterback And let's face it, they weren't going against the 85 Bears here. Houston's okay, but five turnovers, that to me is a team that maybe took the game not so seriously, was a little bit tired, was a little bit flat. Those are the spots. It's my favorite way to bet, spot betting. I get the Houston team a little underrated off the bye, I get a Tennessee team that looks tired, and boy, I put a piece, 5% piece of my bet on the money line. It's a tip that I got from a pro better a couple years back. If you just, a small taste, a small little piece, just to wet my beak on that money line, and over time, when you hit those, it'll build up a nice little reserve And you won't always hit, but you don't always have to hit. As long as you do it consistently in the right spots with your underdog bets, you can keep up some nice little side money. And this was a great play. It was my biggest play of the year. It was my biggest cash of the year. Love, loved the Texans yesterday. Now let's talk about getting lucky. We had the Bears. Bears plus six and a half because in this contest, you can put your picks in at any time during the week and you can change games. So I grabbed Chicago early on in the week. Now, yesterday, Lamar Jackson was ruled out of the game with an illness And the line came crashing down. The Bears actually ended up, depending where you saw the game, a one or two point favorite. Now, the Ravens won this game by three, which is kind of unbelievable. The fact that the Bears couldn't beat a quarterback making his first start in the NFL. But they covered the six and a half. This was purely lucky. Had Lamar Jackson played that game, I find it hard to believe that the Bears would have been able to contend in this one. They were really good defensively, 
but they were also playing against a quarterback who you might see bagging your groceries this weekend. So we just got lucky there. I will take it. I bet this game as well. I got plus four and a half about an hour before the Lamar news came out. And I got to be honest with you, I saw this game being taken off the board in places. My thought was, if Lamar plays, I like the line. It's a good value. If he doesn't play, all the more value. So I would only get a gain in betting. Conceptually, it was a nice play. But based on the results of the game, Chicago nowhere near Baltimore's lead. We got a little lucky on that one, as did I. But for crying out loud, in gambling, you got to get a little lucky sometimes. Seattle Seahawks. This one's on me. I fell in line. I fell. There it is. I fell in line. That is what I did. I fell in love with the line value here. Had Seattle, just like the Bears, we took them earlier in the week, plus two and a half. Line actually ended up closing Seattle minus four and a half once it became official that Kyler Murray was out, Colt McCoy was in. You know, two weeks ago, me and Mike were all over the Cardinals when Colt McCoy came in against the 49ers, and here we kind of dismissed it. And my whole handicap was based on I wanted to go up against a hurt Kyler Murray who was being rushed back. Once Colt McCoy was announced the starter, my interest in this game was gone. I didn't bet this game because I didn't want to be involved in it if it wasn't the scenario with Murray that I was looking for. I realized that in the contest here, I had the discipline to stay off this thing cash, fell in love with the idea that we had plus two and a half. But if you think about it, how great was that value? I mean, if you liked Seattle minus three, but weren't willing to bet it, How helpful is plus two and a half? I know there's value. I know the math people will tell me it has all sorts of expected value and all this great closing line value. But the actuality of the situation was my narrative wasn't going to be able to come to fruition. And all of that being said, Russell Wilson is not back. And Seattle looks like a team that is in the same disarray they were a week ago against Green Bay as opposed to a team that was bouncing back at home with their season on the line against a division rival. So we deservedly lost this game. It wasn't a great pick. The narrative completely changed with Colt McCoy. And I should have spoke up, even if Mike still liked it, I should have spoke up because it was our consensus pick. And the only thing I was of consensus of is that I felt sharp for having the best of the number. Well, a lot of good the best of the number does when you get a big fat L on the game, which is what we ended up with. Lastly, our share of square, Panthers minus three. You know, I was nowhere near betting this game. I'm so grateful the line never dropped to two and a half or else I would have fired at it. Uh, But 
you know, this was a good game. It was a competitive game. But frankly, the line was about right in this one. This is why you got to have value. You know, I made this big spiel about the narrative and a motivated Carolina. But we had an argument, too, that the Redskins would be motivated as well. So the only way you can really play this game is if you're getting a little bit of value on the favorite. And we weren't. We played it anyway. This was a game that into the fourth quarter was anyone's game. Kind of a coin flip. But when you're playing in these sports handicapping contests, you want to be a little bit better than coin flip. You, you really want to pick the games you feel confident about. I think me and Mike could have sat down and grinded out a little something better than this. But hey, we had a pick. It sounded good at the time. I liked it watching the whole game. It seemed like it was an okay bet. It's a win some, you lose some. Not going to be too upset about that. But all the more reason that you really want to bet based on value. And I know I'm sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. On one hand, you want to get value. On the other hand, you don't want to worship at the altar of numbers and line value and line movements. You don't want that to distract you from your opinions. So I think it's a lesson to learn. These contests are hard, man. It was, I've had a great two weeks betting cash. I have been eight and one in my cash bets, but I am being able to be extremely selective in my games, and it's hard when you have to pick five in the contest. Regardless of that, it was a three and two week. I feel good about it. We're going to keep it rolling on. We have got loaded content this week. We are going to be introducing another short podcast on Wednesday night. We are going to go over all three Thanksgiving games. So as you digest your tryptophan and try to get away from your in-laws, you can make a little cash on some Turkey Day games. And then we will also have the regular podcast with our Super Contest picks. So please check it out. Download, subscribe, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Leave a comment on the Facebook page. It's Sharp Square. Really appreciate you listening. And good luck with Monday Night Football. See you later this week.